1: Welcome to Argyle Chat, the Plymouth Argyle podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Argyle Chat. As the season enters the final straight and following the 1-0 defeat to Accrington Stanley, Derek Adams has conceded defeat to Doncaster Rovers in the League 2 title race. So to discuss those comments and joining me to look back on the weekend's events, are Chris Errington and Baron Cross. Hi guys. Hi Stu. Uh, well Baron, I'll start with you Um, I saw that you wrote about uh, Derek Adam's comments at the weekends. is the title race over as far as you're concerned
0: yeah well when we um, when the match finished and um, you look at the Doncaster result from earlier in the day it it felt it felt like a message they were sending you know laying the gauntlet down you know this is this is what we're going to do are you going to try and follow um, follow suit and Argyle failed to do so so I I think when um, when Derek came out and conceded it I think when he says it, and he's not going to say it lightly, so I think you, you do sort of take him at his word and you look at the table, you know, it's six points, seven if you, if you look at the goal difference, with six matches to go, and Doncaster Rovers simply don't lose that many games over the course of a season, so I think you would have to say the maths would make it look as if it is over. Um,
2: I can't see Argyle winning all six and Doncaster losing half of what they've got left. Chris, is it over for you? Yes, I think it probably is hats off to Doncaster. I think Barron's absolutely right to, to bounce back the way they did and beat. And, and they went to Grimsby, which is a local derby by all accounts. A fair bit of rivalry between those two clubs. Grimsby scored first. You know, Caesar Dow could have crept in and lost to Argyle. Now losing to Grimsby in a local derby. So for them to come back and win 5 1, that was a real, a real statement of intent. And yeah, I think I, I can't see Doncaster losing enough games for, for guard to catch him.
1: See it's interesting because when I read the comments my immediate thought was Derek's playing the old mind games trick again. Do you think that's fair or I, I think yeah i Chris
0: in the post match no, he, he I, seems quite front, he mm, quite straight about, not he? It, it,
2: with the goal difference at seven points. Seven that, points in six yeah, games it, is is, an, is it's gonna take a lot of ca- mm. gonna take a lot of catching. It, you know, it's not mathematically impossible, of course it isn't. You know, <laughs> if if our goal win the last six games they might well win the title but you know, I, I can't see Doncaster slipping up. That was a very impressive response. Yeah, I, 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 give you that.
1: I, I just felt from Derek's comments, mm. he was like maybe just trying to put that seed of uh, not doubt so much, but you know, kind of opposite to that. Really, yeah, the, the yeah. sense that
2: Doncaster might now believe that they've done it and coming off a back of a defeat, a disappointing defeat at home to Accrington. Think you know if he'd come out and said, "Yeah, we're still in the league title, two, the league two title race," I, I don't think people would have taken that very seriously at all. So, um, no, I mean you know, hats off to Doncaster. It felt like he wanted to wake the players up, didn't it? It felt like he yeah. wanted to say, "Look,
0: you know, you're not win the title now, but if you don't book your ideas up at this rate, but it could get very, very tight for third and fourth Yeah,
2: yeah, I, th- I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that either as well. I think you know, let's you know, let's just concentrate on on the automatic promotion, yeah. and uh, you know, let's put the title title race to the side. If you know, with a game to go, it's there. Fantastic, great, but you know, let's get over the finish line. And uh, yeah, I think that was one of the messages. that, You know, we're near the end. It's in sight. It's still within reach. You know, let's make sure we knuckle down and, and, and finish in the top. top interesting. The second.
1: Interesting what you say there, Baron. Because uh, Michael Wonderlee sent a question in saying, "Why are our goals struggling at home right now?" And by all accounts, they weren't particularly great on Saturday. And no, they could have no potential at all.
0: I'm, uh, I, I do tend, I'm one of these people who does go to either of the spectrum I either come off the back of a match and I'm delighted <laughs> and sort of oozing confidence about how good Argyle are or I come off it thinking I can't remember I don't remember how Argyle actually ever scored a goal they were so bad but um, no I, I, on Sat- I don't think Saturday was absolutely appalling I think the Notts County and Blackpool games I came away feeling far, far darker and far more miserable about I don't think Saturday was terrible They certainly weren't good enough to win. I mean, it wasn't a performance worthy of of any sort of title uh, or championship. Um, But to answer Michael's question, why are Argyle struggling at home right now? I mean, I I think everybody would love to know the answer to that. I think it's it's very difficult um, to put your finger on. Chris and I discussed it a little bit, and I'm sure Chris has his own thoughts as well. And perhaps with this group of players that Adam just put together, there are going to be limits, aren't there, to four division footballers and maybe, the phrase I used earlier was flip the switch. I mean, that they're a team that does well away from home, their tactics suit uh, away matches, they suit playing teams that come at them. You can't then send the same 11 players out at home park where the onus is on the home side to push forward and say, throw out what you've done away from home and play this way now, arguably in a different formation as well. So, I think possibly it's just this particular group of players in this particular season are better suited to playing away from home. I mean, maybe it's as simple
2: as that. Chris, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I, I think that's right. I think the, the way the team's set up and the way that they play, they're better suited away from home. I mean, let's consider if they beat uh, Crawley on Saturday uh, in Sussex, they'll um, set a new club record for the most away league wins in the season. That's, that would be uh, that would be a fine achievement and they are struggling at home, I think football has changed in recent years and teams are very good at defending when they're away from home, they're very well drilled, organised, make it difficult for the home team and it's not maybe as it was 20 or 30 years ago where teams generally got most of their points at home I mean I was looking at the, um, the stats before we recorded this and I think we would all agree that Argyle are struggling at home right now. But if you look at the table, there's only two teams in the division who have won more home league games than Argyle this season. Doncaster on 13 and Colchester on 12. And then Argyle are on 11 with Portsmouth and Stevenage. So, although it's clear that four defeats out of six at home is is poor, they're still joint third-best home league record. So, I think that shows that maybe in the old days, if, if you won... 15 or 16 home league games, that was almost like, for a promotion team, that was expected. Now, I'm not sure you necessarily have to do that. Teams are better when they're away from home. So, I I think, as Baron finished off there, I just think this this team, this group of players, is better suited to playing away from home.
1: Yeah, it brings us nicely on to Dave Sells' question. Mm -hmm. He's saying, are are Argyle predictable at home Four defeats out of six? guess Baron. it comes back to what you're saying about the two you know, you can't play the same way at yeah. home as you can away if you're a counter-attacking team it's going to be hard to get results yeah, I, think,
0: I think their results are unpredictable given that you know, they're, they're, as Chris has said they've actually comparatively to the rest of the division got a pretty solid home record so you go into the match thinking they're as, as likely to win as they are to lose or draw but um, in terms of their style of play I think they are predictable yes I think it's very rare for, for Derek to start a match in a variant of a 4-2-3-1 one with one man up front and the ball has come forward quite a lot and um, the front man is expected to knock it down for the on-running attacking midfielders so
1: yeah it, it does feel very pitchable at home to be honest sh- should he then sh- Derek Allen, should he perhaps look then at w- different ways of playing at home because I mean he's got a pretty big squad there there's a lot of players that aren't being used I mean Craig Tanner's a name that gets thrown about quite a lot and when Tanner was playing earlier in the season I guess that's when our goal Chris, Chris addressed
0: up. that with, with Derek on Saturday and Derek, was Derek, awesome. Derek, it felt as if Derek was aware of that question from the wider area and said he actually without prompt said I've tried to up front hmm. people will say you could have tried this hmm. you could have tried that but he tried to up front
2: there he, was no there was no he, difference he tried about three or four different formations. We had three yeah. at the back for a spell, we had yeah. wing-backs. But we, should he do it from the start? Because he's, he's kind of changed it in-game, uh, isn't yeah. he? He's not
1: gone out and started with that that's probably wing-back, isn't uh, th- it? That's the, the next
2: act. Uh, again, sort of partly playing devil's advocate, but, you know, before the Accrington game, they picked 10 points from, up from four, the previous four games. they just won at Doncaster. Um, and Derek Adams is definitely a manager that sticks with a winning side. Um, mm. Me, personally person I'd probably have Ryan Taylor up front instead of Jimmy Spencer to start off with but you know I, I, a lot of managers tend to stick with a winning side um, it, the, the results in the games before Accrington had been good um, were the performances great no but again it all comes back to this counter-attacking style um, and look at the Doncaster Rovers games You know, everyone saw that on the TV and said I'll play poorly but that was how I'll play away from home and have done so well so um, I just think it's very difficult in, in what is the fourth division of English football to say, we're going to have this these tactics away from home, this is how we're going to play, and it works. And then you come back to home park, and you say, well, we're going to do something completely different. And to expect teams to flick between one and the other, I'm not sure it's totally realistic. Um, yes, you've got to be able to have... Um, subtle changes during games and things like that and sometimes that will work sometimes it won't work but um, I'm, I'm not sure there's too many teams that, that have one style of play at home and then completely change the other way around Paul Sturrock talked well, about I was, it I was going to say Paul Sturrock we talked to Harold Sports hmm. the other night Sturrock used to say
1: about going away he, hmm. he did have a different system yes. playing away from home yeah
2: and um, had to say for me because it makes me feel very old that's 15 <laughs> years ago and um, I, 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 I am a believer that things have changed in football. And I think if you look at most leagues, there's a lot of teams with decent away records. Um, I mean, not being be funny, look at Exeter. They've got a fantastic away record this season. Um, I think teams, when they go away from home, are really well drilled. Team, all te- I mean, are Arbel predictable? Yes. But I think most teams are predictable to a, to a, a, a great extent. Um They all do video analysis. They all know about the opposition. You know, I think there's very rare a manager in League Two will go into a game and be surprised by what the opposition have done. I mean, look at Derrick Adams. He talks, uh, you know, quite um, gave Accrington a lot of praise before the game. He knew what was coming. You know, it's not like he sent out that team in that formation on Saturday not realising how Accrington were going to play. Accrington... Didn't do anything different than he would have expected. Fair play, I thought they played, they played well. They looked a good side of Atkinson. They're a very underrated side, I a think. Underrated. Underrated. They, they did a good job. Um, but, yes, Argyle have got a, a style of play that the manager sticks in. Is it worth changing now in the last couple of home games? That is the, the point that Derek Adams has got to, to consider.
1: Yeah, Uh, John Day sent a very interesting comment in saying Argyle will almost certainly limp over the line, probably in third place so he's uh, not too optimistic Uh, but let's face it, this team is not a patch on Paul Sirach's League 2 Championship side of 2003 there are no wingers who can beat their defender no goal scoring forwards, shaky at the back and a manager who doesn't change things to good effect if things don't go well if Argyle go up, they'll struggle unless Derek Adams signs some quality and just win when did our goal last dominate again. quite recently the first half Morecambe
0: they absolutely battered Morecambe they, didn't, they should have scored two or three goals in that first half so I'd say that's the last time they dominated
2: a game which is not that long ago. go and at home mm. I mean limping, limping over the line look at Accrington you know they lost they got beaten by, by, by a decent side but they, they, they picked up ten points from the four games before that that's, that's not limping um, I can't foresee the future as much as anyone else they may limp over the line they may not who knows? But you know, I, I, I think the recent form hasn't been too bad. Are they playing brilliantly? No. But at this stage in the season, it's about results. Mm. It's I, you, you, you can't tell me. Uh, I'd much rather go win one nil than play a fantastic game that ends up three three. You know, it's about getting results. The team is not a patch on um, Paul to League Two Championship side of 0-3. Well, that team won a League Chris, didn't well, it? So well, it was, that was. Not gonna be a patch and team, assuming uh, I'm, I'm not sure is. I'm not sure if John's referring to the team that was in the, this division now, yeah. which was in 0102, yeah. or the team that, that was basically Paul Sturrock's team in 0304. I suspect 0102. Um, no, the, one, the team in 0102 won I well, got 102 points. Yeah. They, then, were, they were an exceptional side. And you know let's be honest, there's not that many teams that win a league with 100 plus points these days. so they're not a patch on that side. The record suggests that, that the team in in 0102 was better, so that's that's true. No that, that, no, that said though, Chris, I mean when when you compare it,
1: that team didn't have goal scoring forwards. No, no. Well, that's,
2: that's I was going to you know go through the points. So no wingers who can beat the defender. Matt Kennedy is capable of beating the defenders. He needs to play better than he has done the last couple of games. And I've certainly seen Jake Jervis. I'm not saying he's a natural winger, but Jake Jervis is more than capable of going past players on on out, out wide. Um, no goal scoring forwards. That's true, it's been true all season. Um, but you know, the team that won in 01-02 that, uh, that John's referring to, you know, top goal scorer was a centre back, Graham Cochran with 11. You don't have to have goal scoring forwards if the team is functioning properly. If you've got Matt Kennedy and Jake Jervis or Craig or wherever it is, you know, getting out wide, getting forwards, supporting the lone strike or the in behind, then you know there's no reason why that won't lead to goals. Shaky at the back. I think you know, harsh. I mean, Sonny Bradley's in the team of the year. Yeah, so um, I mean, like Sonny about. Bradley's done, done, done well. Poor goals are conceded on Saturday. They, they have conceded some poor goals. But generally, their defensive record, I haven't checked that one out, but their defensive record's one of the better, better ones in the division. Manager, you can't change things. He changed things loads of times on Saturday. You know, I mean, like I said, there was three or four different formations. To good effect didn't work on Saturday, sometimes you make changes, they work, sometimes they don't in football. Mm. You're not guaranteed every single game, even, you know, your guardiolas, your, Guardiola, your clocks, people like that, they're not always going to get substitutions and, and, and get them to work. If Argyle go up, they'll struggle unless they add on some, some quality. Well, when you get promoted, it's unusual for teams not to try and add some quality um, to the squad. Um, so, you know, you know, I understand fans' frustration um, and when things aren't going well they get frustrated and is this team the greatest Argyle team that's ever been no of course it isn't but they're they're having a good season there's six games to go and they're ten points clear of fourth place that gap could get swallowed up but I can't see into the future I don't know but um, I don't think it's quite as bad as, as John's painting it but that's just my opinion, and John's opinion is yeah. equally, uh, equally valid.
1: Uh, Baron Rob Beefle has sent a question in saying, why do Argyle concede early and start second half so slowly? I guess that was the case on Saturday. We're conceding after, after eight minutes. Yeah, Have I'll you
0: say- noticed that at all? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent enough point. I mean, it's a, I don't think they, they always concede early, early. I mean, um, Saturday was obviously pretty early, inside ten minutes, and it was just a really, really... Limp set piece that was just not properly defended. At all. I mean, Jordan Clark is three foot nothing, and he and he's leapt into the air between two defenders, and he and he's and he's glanced one in. It, this problem seems to rear its head, doesn't it, at, at the wrong moments? It's um, set pieces seem to have been the undoing this year. So uh, I don't know why they concede early or, or start second half slowly. If they do, I
2: mean, that's it's quite. Um, quite a difficult question to answer really um, they didn't get going in the second half on Saturday I mean that's what led to the triple substitution in the 56 minute wasn't it Baron? Yeah. They, they, they started the second half and they were going nowhere it's hard to know why though isn't it yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's hard yeah. to put your finger on why I mean
0: mm. the I don't know maybe maybe, maybe at home you notice know it more because the fans do get wrestlers quite quickly and I did notice that on Saturday is that they do get wrestlers quite quickly and I noticed that against Notts County and Blackpool as well which are far worse performances and I think if they're conceding early maybe it's because the crowd gets on the back too early and therefore their heads go down or they start making more mistakes because they're aware they're not playing particularly well and the crowd aren't happy so maybe that's a theory as to why they, they struggle early on because the crowd don't give them a
1: chance to play their way into the game. Yeah. Uh, another interesting point we've had, um, Gary Miller and Jimmy Spencer, they've come in for a lot of criticism from uh, yeah. fans and we've certainly had a lot of questions sent in to, to the podcast this week regarding those two players. Um, what you make of the decision to play Threlkeld at left back instead of Sawyer and Spencer ahead of Ryan Taylor who seem to be doing extremely well when starting games recently Michael Eddy took the time out to send us a very lengthy uh, comment piece which is really uh, quite an interesting read actually and he feels that Argyle should go back to playing Threlkeld at right back and Sawyer at left back do you think that's kind of what Argonne needs to do is go back to what they were doing so well earlier in the season. Perhaps.
0: perhaps. I, I asked Derek directly last Tuesday um, when he did a, a press call about and the left-back and forward positions. Uh, and, and he said it's because when they came in, they took their chances. You know, Gary Sawyer and Ryan Taylor both to two injuries away at Mansfield Town, lost their places in the side. And Derek's good enough to show faith in those players. He gives a chance to. I think that's important in terms of their relationship as a manager and a player, them knowing they may have to wait for their chance but if and when they get it they take it he'll show faith in them and keep them in which I think is why uh, those two particular positions have stayed the way they are I, I think there will be changes next weekend I think um, we may well revert back to the throw goal at right back sorry at left back and, and Taylor may well come back in um, so yes I think, I think we may well see changes inside but like Chris says I think it goes back to the fact that he doesn't like to change a winning side uh, and he shows faith in his players I think when they, when they do take
1: their chances yeah, Chris. Do you see many changes on, on
2: Saturday? No, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they're upheld at right back, Sawyer at left back, Taylor up front. Maybe Songa will come into the uh, into the midfield. Derek Adams, as I said before, he sticks generally with a winning team. They didn't win on Saturday. Performance wasn't great. I'd be surprised if there wasn't two or three changes at quarter. Yeah, uh, Mike Day sent the
1: question and saying if teams are doing a job according to Derek Adams. Why do our goal play the same way each week? Both Sturrock's promotion teams having a away team and a home team. I guess we've kind of touched on that already. Yeah, really, why so do we'll they run.
2: play the same way each week? Again, I just, I just think that that's their style of play. Yeah. It's served them pretty well. Let's be honest. I mean, they're second in the table with seventy five points from forty games. Um, why do they play the same way? If they're in mid table and they're playing the same way each week, then I, I can, I can see it. Um, used to say what's going to happen in the final six games but if you'd offered an Argyle fan at the start of the season their team would be second in the table with 75 points from 40 games something in the way that Argyle are playing is working isn't it yeah, now they've lost on Saturday and everyone's a bit twitchy about what's going to happen in the last six games but trying to look at it objectively as a, as a, as a journalist and not a fan it's worked pretty well this season you know and is now the time to sort of Panic and revert to something different when you're so close to the finish line. I think
0: I think we're nitpicking, aren't we? I think the natural disposition of, of, of people as football fans is that we always like to see a little bit better, don't we? There's always yeah. something we want to pick up on, and I think mm. at the end of the day, like Chris says, if you look at it objectively, take a step back, you would think, on a balance the balance of probability, Argyle are going to get promoted, and any side that gets promoted and there deserves, many of them teams, deserves yes. more praise and criticism, and mm. I think. Off the back of a, a like you say, a fairly sort of twitchy result on Saturday, we're trying to pick up on a few things, just for the sake of talking about it, or just for the sake of, of, of whinging about it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's actually as bad as we're all making it
1: out at all. I, I totally agree. I, I, I've said it before on the podcast. I do get the sense from Argyle fans that there is this, and I can understand why. You know, they are a big club for League Two, and there is this desperation to get out of League Two, especially after what's happened over the last couple of years as well. So as soon as they have a defeat, there is like this almost moral panic. Stu, you, yeah. nothing...
2: you must have just read my column that I'm halfway through writing <laughs> at the moment because uh, you've just um, said what what I've said, and I, I do think there is this overwhelming desperation for Argyle to get out of League yeah. Two, and it's it, it's understandable, but you've got to you've got to earn it, and, yeah. and, and you know uh, it's it's down to the players and the manager. And the fans, I think, in the last six games, to like be one united force and go to Crawley, go to Portsmouth, and get get the results they need. Yeah, well, it's interesting because we've actually had some uh, questions
1: sent in off the, off the back of what we've just been talking about there. One or two fearing that Argyle would drop out of the playoffs, complete, uh, would drop out of the promotion picture and into the playoffs again so is there any reason to worry or do you think they just need to calm down a little bit I think they just need to calm down a little bit I mean if you, if you, if you
0: look at the maths I think Stevenage haven't got a particularly easy running and I think they would have to win win five of their six and Argyle would have to all, all but lose all of their six I, I just can't see it happening I think the only change there will be is whether Argyle finish second or third for me
1: personally my opinion it will be second or third for Argyle yeah. uh, Rachel sent a question in do you find that no matter what Argyle do some fans will be never happy <laughs> Chris
2: column answer, like, <laughs> yeah. Um on. yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I understand fans fans and anxiety, and you know they want to see their team do well and want to see them get promoted and all that. Um, like I say, they, they are second in the table. You know, yeah. with six games to go, I think what the what the team need. Is the fans getting behind them? I thought the Devonport end, you know, we're, were good on Saturday, and yeah, trying they, to push him on, on Saturday, trying they? to push them on in the second half, and and that's what they need. And if they if everyone sticks together, they'll be fine.
1: Uh, just one final point on this, then. Dan Whelan's asking: Is the negative reaction of some fans after a defeat disproportionate given well, our goals position? That kind of sums it up, really. Though. Yeah, I, I mean, it kind of is, really. it, it's, it's it's a silent minority, isn't it? A, a, vo- a vocal minority, rather. It's uh, you do tend to hear the. The, the doubters and the negative comments more so than. Mm.
2: yeah I mean it's, it's easy for us to say because we're we're journalists we want to see Largal do well but, but we're journalists at the end of the day and, it, and the fans eat, sleep and drink it don't they sort of thing so I, I, I can understand fans being disappointed after a defeat of course I can um, but you know 75 points 40 games second place can we guarantee that they won't drop into the playoffs no of course we can't it could happen it would have to take some pretty poor results for it to to happen, um, but sitting where we are right now, even after that Accrington game, you know, Argyle in a pretty decent position. Yeah. Uh, Baron, I just want to
1: go back to another point that Michael Lenny made actually, just going back to the team selection. We, we spoke about the possibility of Sawyer at left back. Mm. Um, Michael picked up on the fact that Argyle played wing backs for a while on, on Saturday as he well. He did, yeah. He's asking if Jake Jervis could perhaps be switched from a, one of those front three, obviously he plays wide on, as one of those three and behind the strikers, could he perhaps change position play as wing back? In short,
0: no, but I can see where he's coming from. I think if you look back at the, the Liverpool match away, mm-hmm. um, Jervis started that match, didn't he? So mm-hmm. Jervis, along with Slough, is one of those who actually showed quite a lot of defensive responsibility and tracked back a lot, and from, as we all remember, Argyle were camped in their own final third for, for, the, for much of the game. So I think he, he, he did show a lot of defensive responsibility on that day. I think longer term over the course of a run of matches if he were to change to a wing-back system and look to play over a, a period of time. I'm not too sure he'd be my first pick. Um, I think Throwcode is possibly a ready-made right wing-back. I think he's got the, the attacking, the defensive attributes to do it well. He's got fitness uh, and to get up and down that flank. I think he's a ready-made wing-back. I mean, that could be a position really well suited to him, even forward as he develops as a footballer. So no, I don't think I would put Jervis that far back. I think his, his best attributes, and obviously when you're playing sides in League 2 where you're looking to win games and not just defend, I think to get the best out of Jake Jervis, you've got to be moving forward and getting into those attacking positions. Because on his day, he is you know, a very, very threatening right-sided attacker. Yeah,
2: Chris, do you see any, any future for Jake Jervis as a wing-back? Not really. No, I think there's probably players that could that could do that position. I I, I think Jake's capable of doing his defensive uh, duties. He did that quite well against Doncaster, um, the, the game before last, I thought. But no, not not not, not really. Okay. One uh,
1: final thing. Then moving on to Saturday, Richard Sloman saying that our goal looks a tired team on Saturday. Does Derek need to freshen it up and change two or three players for Crawley? Players like Slew and Taylor are fresh and ready to come in. I guess we, you know. Both of you think that the team is going
2: to change a little bit yeah, on Saturday? I, 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 I'm sure Ryan Taylor will start on Saturday. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. He, he came on and had a great chance near the end, which the keeper made a fantastic mm-hmm. save. from. I mean, we haven't mentioned the Akrids keeper, Marek yes, yeah, who, yeah, who did there. make two or three really top saves. Um, Richard Siki's an international goalkeeper as well. He was away with Slovakia last yeah, week. He, so he, he, was, very he yeah. was very good, and for 20, he was very good. You know, Richard is a, sends in regular questions, so thank you very much for that, uh, Richard. I, I, I can't agree. They looked a tired team. I'm not saying they played well, but uh, I think the last 10-15 minutes, Argyle were really forcing the issue, and uh, you know, Rodak made a couple of good saves. Oscar Threlkeld headed the one down into the ground and over the bar. Argyle probably had four real good chances. Of Songo's header that was tipped over the bar. So Threlkeld, Songo, Carey. Taylor, all in the last 20 minutes. Um, I wouldn't say they looked tired, Um, they certainly lacked a bit of invention for a lot of the game, and then it really got to sort of chucking the ball forward and and hoping that something would break. And partly through uh, the goalkeeper's efforts, they weren't able to get the equaliser. But I do agree, two two or three changes with with Richard. I do think that there will be changes. It's the perfect opportunity. You know, if you're not going to change the team, after the accident in I've spoken about how lucky he's been with injuries.
0: He's got a very, very fit and healthy mm. squad at the moment. Byron and jar I think he's got that many options, and it, and it just didn't work on Saturday. I think if he mm. like Chris says if he's going to change it, it'll be for Saturday. And you're not so having so many options, and you're not having
2: him. to sort of put square pegs in round no, holes as yeah. well. Either the changes that we're talking about and we think that might get changed. Our natural you know yeah. oscar frago to right back natural gary Sawyer into left back natural yeah. song go into the holding role which he's done pretty well this season taylor up front you know came in and did well so it's, it's that, not that, that, it sounds as though
1: you know taylor and spencer there is preferred choices as that lone striker but taylor is better at, Taking the ball in and keeping looking after it. Really. Yeah. we, we, we may even see Tanner back on the bench. You know, yeah, I mean, you just
0: putting yeah. pressure on Kennedy. Yeah, because Tanner's probably the nearest to Kennedy's he's been out playing in Western league football yeah. as well. First Yeah. So I mean, I think I think he, he seems to have um, acquitted himself very well, according yeah. to Derek. And the lads haven't shown any sort of ego in those Peninsula league games. So I think. This could be the opportunity where we do see changes on the bench as well in the match the 18 as it
1: were. Yeah, so it's likely it's going to be the same sort of formation of the 4-2-3-1 the and I then think away from it's worked too well to not do it. I think well.
0: the
2: next home game is going to be the interesting one then, see it if it will, does yeah. change the formation. It it will. It will. Especially yeah.
1: if they don't
0: get a positive result against Crawley, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean that will be interesting the next home game. Well you've got
2: to bear in mind we've got two away games coming up now, Crawley and Portsmouth, Portsmouth on Good Friday. So by the time you come around to play Newport on Easter Monday at home park, which is the penultimate home game of the season, we'll have a lot better idea of uh, how things are shaping up. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, like I say, the, craw- the Crawley game now is the focus. It's uh, not a bad game to have as
1: well. Crawley of mid-table don't really have anything to play well, for. Well,
2: you could have said the same about Appleton, maybe, and, and, and they're on like such that. a good run. aren't They, they? are. On a yeah, quick, I think mm-hmm. you know overlooking how well Acklington did no, as well I, they were on no, a fantastic run and sometimes you've got to give the opposition a bit I, of credit I think, I think we gave him a bit of praise on the podcast last week and um, yeah, I, I thought they, played, they They did a really good away job in lots of ways you could argue that what Acklington did to Argyle was a little bit like Argyle at, at Doncaster mm-hmm. certainly when you look at the saves that the keeper made in the last 10 or 15 minutes you can say well you know, how often is a keeper going to make saves like that but Luke McCormick did that up at Doncaster so you know got to take with the rough, rough with this move sometimes, unfortunately. It's as frustrating as it is that Argyle aren't sprinting towards the finish line. I think that's just it.
1: Everyone wants to get over that finish line. Yeah. Right?
2: And that yeah. comes back to that desperation. Yeah. Everyone, everyone listening to this podcast wants Argyle to get promoted. Now, we all might have different views and opinions on how they're achieving it and how they're getting there and what they could be doing and what they aren't doing and things like that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, everyone that's listening to this podcast... Is hoping that Argyle go on and get promotion. And they've been in the top three since the start of September. They deserve promotion, but they've just got to do that extra bit of work to make sure they get over the, the last line. little bit, which is probably the hardest bit. Of yes,
1: yes, yeah. OK, guys, well, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, and thanks to you out there for listening and sending your questions in. We'll be back again the same time next week to look back on the trip to Crawley. Uh, don't forget, the guys will be doing another web chat on Friday as well, so don't forget to send your questions in for that this coming Friday. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.